Welcome back to the Across the Board Podcast. I'm your host, Chandler Adams, back today with Goose, Eric Giesler, here to talk some NBA with me for you guys today. We've got a lot of things going on in this episode. The most surprising things from the NBA so far this season. Predictions for how the season will play out. Look back at what we predicted in the preseason, where we stand with that. And lastly, the Pelicans in Zion's debut. We've also got a couple segments. Chalk it up's back. Poll party's back. And we got some trivia to end the show with. Sit back, relax, and we'll be right back after this quick break. Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the board sports, unique sports coverage. This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform, and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports, as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. Eric? How does it feel, finally back on the ATP pod, going to talk some NBA? I think we've only done one NBA pod together. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I've been on a hiatus reading books and climbing mountains and just been, finding you know, self-reflection. Yeah, I grew a ponytail. <laughs> he did grow a ponytail, folks. <laughs> it's uh, very pathetic. He was not climbing mountains. He was getting dunked on in basketball by me. <laughs> we uh, played a lot of ball over the last couple yeah, we of months. Did. Uh, Eric witnessed my first ever, I'm not going to call it a dunk. It's, it's called a lurg layup rim pull down. I don't know why we call it a lurg, but that's what we used to call it in high school. It was weak. I'll get there eventually. But anyway, I saw it. Yeah, it was weak. Um, before we get on this basketball thing, I, Eric, this, this is for you and the people. So, I don't know about you listening, but Eric probably knows I am addicted to Joe Rogan's podcast. Listen to all of his episodes, please. It, it's it's seriously an, a very good way to learn about a handful of subjects. Um, Eric, we were just talking about like reporter integrity. Joe Rogan maybe is the best at that. He'll have a left wing, then a right wing person on, then he'll have uh, anti-vegan, then a vegan on. Like He just does a very good job. Anyway, a doctor came on and was talking about this coffee he does to just kind of, I don't know what it does, you know, health-wise. But let me tell you, it tastes freaking fantastic. The turmeric coffee. coffee? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been on that for years, man. Yeah. Well, you probably don't have the same one as me because I put loads of butter in mine. Yeah, I don't do that. You so graciously don't eat that stuff of animals. I tried it. I couldn't do it. (laughs) 
props to you if you can. I I can't do it. But for those of you listening, take a teaspoon, tablespoon. I don't really measure it. I just put a bunch in. Coconut butter. I mean, coconut oil. Some real butter. None of that soybean shit. Cinnamon, turmeric. And I throw in a little bit of stevia in there. It's sugar from a plant. It's good for you. Obviously, don't eat the whole bag, but it doesn't spike your glycemic index, which is huge, what's called diabetes. Give that coffee a try. Oh, my gosh, it's fantastic. That's just, I've heard that's good things about it, tangent. too. That's not the yeah. Dave Asprey coffee, is it? Or is that the one that Rogan advertises? The what coffee? I've heard, I've heard Rogan talking about it. Is that where you got the idea? Yeah, yeah, he he he. Every single show, someone will be like, what do you drink? He's like, oh, turmeric coffee. You got to try it, man. Did you hear the episodes of the vegan guy getting all pissed off at the vegan hater? Uh, Was it the Chris Kesser episode? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Chris, Kress, Kresser, Chris Kesser is the vegan one, right? Yeah. Well, no. I believe the guy that came on in rebuttal was the vegan. Yeah, there was okay. two episodes, and they were four hours long. It was unreal. And the dude was pissed. When he came, when the guy, when he came on to, because he, Chris was hating on the uh, Game Changers film, and then the guy that made yeah. it listened to the episode and was pissed, and he came on and just, just went wild. It was almost hard to listen to. Yeah, I'll say this: Chris, Chris Kresser, um, has done episodes before, not with James Wilkes, who was the one from the Game Changers. Yeah, uh, Wilkes. vegan documentary. But Chris Kresser has been on before with. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's a renowned vegan scientist. He's about 70. And uh, Kresser, you know, is usually pretty objective. Like, he likes to listen. And this, him and the other guy have done episodes before, and they finally, like, at the end of the podcast, were like, we can argue vegan versus meat all you want, but at the end of the day, if you eat real foods, you're going to be fine. And, like, they were really calm about it. That James Wilkes guy, I think he seemed a bit, like, it was almost hard to – side with him because of how insane he was sounding well here's the thing i'm on his side obviously because of the way i live my life and i still didn't care for him he's too much of a yeah. zealot he's a zealot yeah. like you dude you got to calm down and what you're saying is is correct um that's what people overlook is it doesn't matter what diet you're on if if you're eating food that's food you will probably be all right yeah, you know, I'm not the uh, cardboard I'm a box firm food. believer. I'm a firm believer that meat is healthy if you do it the right way. I'm also yeah. a firm believer that vegan is healthy if you do it the right way. Like there are vegans out there that will be like, "Oh, I can just eat Oreos for every meal." I yeah, and Oreos they get fat. A little cream, but but like I've been vegetarian and vegan before. I I personally can't do it, and I don't know if it's because of my size and uh, you know the amount I. I lift and work out, which I know you work out, but you're you're more of an endurance guy, and you do yeah, I'm fantastic at that. And I think the vegan diets can be really good for an endurance runner with the amount of carbohydrates that you take in and stuff like that. Well, I supplement but, too because it's just yeah, you just almost what have to. Yeah, it is what it Especially, is. I'm not going to argue. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll never argue which one you should do. I don't think there's a cookie cookie cutter diet out there. Everyone. Should, there should not be one diet people follow. Should all be whatever. Everyone has a little bit of a different diet than the next person. That's my thought on it. 
what works for you doesn't work for me. But anyway, that was a nice little side tangent. Eric, I love are, you Joe ready Rogan, for, are you ready for some chalk it up or erase the board? Man, it's been a while since we've done this one. Yeah, it is. I'm going to let you go ahead, and you're going to either chalk it up or erase the board. And I'll either tell you whether you're right or wrong, most likely wrong. First one, folks out there listening, answer in your cars or in your workplace. Dwight Howard will end up with a better career than DeAndre Ayton. Hmm. Well, I, I think this is a fairly easy one, and I'm going to say chalk it up. Um, I'm not even casting hate on DeAndre Ayton, but we're, nope, yep, we're talking are. about a – I'm not sure how long Howard's career has been, but at the apex of it, it was incredible. I mean, this guy was averaging, uh, you know, 20 points a game, 14 rebounds, two and a half blocks, you know, for six or seven years. He led a shitty team to the finals. Uh, well, they weren't shitty, but they they weren't really, you know, top end. They went to the finals, and he he did leave some areas to be criticized, no doubt. He He really tailed off. Once his elite athleticism, you know, subsided at the age of 30, but he he's actually, I think he had trouble coming to terms with, you know, not being a star. And then he had a lot of back injuries and he's really, I think, come to terms and reinvented himself. If you watch the Lakers right now, um, I love what Dwight's doing this season. And then as far as DeAndre Ayton goes, he's an outstanding he has an outstanding skill set, but what, what I see there is I don't know if he's somebody that's going to lead a team to, like, a title, which Dwight didn't either, so that, that maybe isn't valid. But he shoots a lot of jump shots. I don't think he is in anywhere near as good a shape as Dwight Howard keeps himself in. And that those things matters over the course of a career. I mean, if you're not at the at the – the peak of fitness, it will matter. Plus, he got popped for the. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why he got suspended. I I never looked he, into it. I don't watch ESPN, but he did get popped on a suspension. And I I like Aiton's game, but he he shoots a lot of jumpers, and I don't think he'll ever be the defender or the rebounder that Dwight is. Although he's good in those categories, I don't think he's at the level of Howard, who won Defensive Player of the Years, etc. So I would Aiton say chalk was it up. Suspended for a diuretic. Yeah, which he maybe he was feeling stressed about his weight. So I don't know. Yeah, so Eric says chalk it up, folks. Chalk we'll it up. back when Aiton is a Hall of Famer and tell him he's wrong. <laughs> no, I agree with you. The Trailblazers are proof that dominant wing players win in the new NBA. And by that, I mean that was a very simple version. The Trailblazers have had one of the best guard duos for the past six years in the entire NBA. Um, if Steph Curry and Klay Thompson weren't a thing, they would have had the best guard duo in the NBA the past seven years without a doubt. But they've never been able to even get to the finals, let alone win it all. Well, I'm going to go ahead and chalk that one up as well. That. It's, it's not as simple as proof that the wing players win in the NBA, which they do tend to win. But what I see with the Trailblazers is a team that wants to take shortcuts. You know, they, they just got Ariza and 
you know, Mello and every everybody they've had on the wing in the past has been a failure. So, you know, Alan Crab, uh, I mean, the list, whatever, Aminu. And, Aminu. Yeah. You know, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's shit. But I don't know. I don't know if you can make that statement just because of the Trailblazers, but I also agree with the statement, so I will chalk it up. But they, they like to take shortcuts with the, their wings. They're not developed. They have they have missed in the draft over and over, and it shows. And then, you know, Lillard and CJ, those are my boys. I like I love watching the Blazers, but I'm gonna chalk that one up. All right. Next you want me one. to ask you the next one? No. Ah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You ask me the next two. Okay. Mofo. Okay. Chandler Adams, hosted across the board. The Warriors, with a top draft choice, and Clay, Steph, Draymond, will be back and in contention next year. Eric, being a Cavs fan, you know my answer here. Hell yes! <laughs> I, the, I understand if you are a Cavs fan and hate Clay, Steph, and Draymond. That's fine. Do what you want. But to say that when healthy, they're not one of the best trios in the NBA is ridiculous. And to say that them with just – let's just go down this route. What if they get the, the number one draft choice? Okay, so with that, they can trade for an elite player or they can get a, you know, a top draft pick. That – I – why – the Warriors – Okay, first, uh, I'm not going to go down this tangent. We're going to have to move on to the next one. But, <laughs> in short, they can do it. Steve Kerr is a great coach. That's all I'm going to say. I hate the Steve Kerr hate. It blows my mind. What the hell is he supposed to do with the team he has? All right, next one. <sighs> Chalking it up. All right, and the next question. LeBron will win his fourth ring in the wide-open NBA this year. Oh, hell yes, he will. By the way, I had to ask myself that question because it seems Eric is attending to his daughter. Um, yeah, LeBron will win his fourth ring this year. The The Lakers, if you watch, if, if you watched um, the NBA this year, you've probably watched most teams play. Um, the Lakers are without a doubt the most well-rounded team. On the floor. Uh, will they get even better if they trade, uh, make it make a trade for a point guard? I don't think so. I've seen you know trades for Derrick Rose, uh, Eric Bledsoe possibly. I don't think that changes their potential. I think Rondo and Caruso, as crazy as it sounds, can be good enough to get you to where you need to be in the playoffs. And then once you get to the playoffs. LeBron James should be your point guard. Uh, Rondo should play minutes, but his shooting does need to be more limited than it is now. But, and if Avery Bradley can return to the form that we all once saw him play with, at, play as in Boston, and Avery Bradley, Danny Green, LeBron James, Kuzma, and Anthony Davis lineup is impossible to guard, and then throw in. JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard defending the rim, and Caruso going in to harass people. 
Contavious Caldwell, Pope scoring off the bench. I, the Clippers are great. They're a great roster. But like I said on our NBA podcast before the season even started, what, who out there truly believes they can match up with the Lakers for seven games? Now, things can change. The Clippers can get better at the trade deadline. The Lakers can get worse. Injuries can happen. But right now, as it sits, and has sat up until this point, all however many games they've played. Probably 30-something, 40-something. The Lakers cannot be competed with this year. They are that well-rounded. The East has nobody that can beat, I would say, the Clippers, the Rockets, and the Lakers. I don't care how bad the Rockets play, yada, yada. A seven-game series stopping James Harden and Russell Westbrook is very hard. They can go ice cold for a game and come back the next game and drop a 50-piece on you. They can both drop a 50-piece on you. But my answer, if things stay the way they are, you know, barring some huge trade by the Clippers or the Rockets or maybe even the Bucks, I just do not think the Bucks can get it done, though. I believe LeBron will win his fourth ring this year. Eric, you agree? Yeah, I, I think they're the front runners right now. and I watch a ton of Lakers. I watch a ton of Celtics. Those are kind of my two teams I like to watch. I'm old school like that. And my take is... Old school, you just mean old. Yeah, I'm old. Lakers and Celtics, baby. But uh, it's... You know, the, the Warriors being gone takes the drama down a little bit. But an NBA fan should be truly excited right now because L.A., let's be real, is the capital of the world for basketball. And right now, you're looking at probably the two top teams in the league, you know, the Jazz and the Bucks might have something to say about that as far as their record goes in the standing. But two top contenders in most people's minds are in the same city in the same freaking building. So if they do happen to meet up in the Western Conference Finals, that is must-see TV. I'm freaking jacked about that. I really hope it happens. And I can't wait to see old Beverly pissing everybody off like every night. That's going to be so fun. Yeah, he. I do not like Beverly. I think he's an annoying little rat. But he is. But he's great on television. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, as promised in the intro, we're gonna move on to the first thing, uh, first section of the pod. Most surprising things from this season. We haven't done a pod this NBA season yet. We had, we had one released before the season. If you want to go give that a listen to see where we are now, see if we were right about anything. Go ahead, be my favor. Um, go ahead and do us a favor. Good Lord. That's why I should not try to read things and talk at the same time. Um, my me. most surprising thing from this season so far has been, you know, in a short, short sample size. But Aiton is still so damn dominant. In this league of guards and wings, that is, it's so fun to watch. I mean, he doesn't have, like, we asked about the Dwight Howard thing. Dwight Howard's a one of a kind player. He doesn't have that edge that Dwight Howard had. And you just, you watched Dwight Howard in 2009 and you didn't know what it was, but you're like, damn, that guy has it. I mean, he took out LeBron. But Aiden and Booker are so fun to watch. And they're, they, they are dominant. And I have here, are they a great young duo, though? I I don't know that I can call them great. They haven't won anything. And, like, I, the rest of their supporting cast isn't 
amazing, but they have players around them, and they still can't win. So you start to think, you know, might st- some of this blame might be on Booker. He's young, he's talented, he can score. People love that. But, you know, it comes a point where greatness sometimes relies on can you win, and right now they aren't doing that. What do you, I, well, what do you think about those two? My, my take on the Suns right here, and I, I do watch a lot of Suns too. I've, I've got the NBA package, and I don't have any other channels on my television. So I don't have any of the hot takes or anything like that, but I know what I see. Booker is a freaking beast. He's one of the best players in the NBA. He shoots a high percentage. He is jump shot Bob. Okay, that, Them losing is not on Booker. He's still, he's still very young too. This team came out the gate hot. And when, when Ricky Rubio went down for like a week, they lost their mojo. And here's my take. As good as Aiton is, he's not a rim defender. Um, Aaron Baines is not a rim defender. And huh. rim defense is the most overlooked thing in why or why not a team can be successful in the NBA, and they are poor at it. They give up too many points. Uh, Booker, it's not his fault. That boy plays hard. I didn't mean to call him a boy. That's, that's kind of that. But – he, I love Booker. Just just watch the man play. It's not his fault they're losing. I do have a little hate. Like, I don't love Aiden. I understand his greatness, but but he, he's not the problem either. He's definitely not the problem. They need a rim defender in there. That's that's basically all I got to say. And when Well, when Aiden, another thing that was strange is when they tried to move Aiden to the six-man role. That was stupid. He's back. He's back scoring 20 in the starting lineup again. But I, I yeah. love those guys just – in the future, but they, they need to get serious about defense in Phoenix if they want to do something. Yeah, they do. Defense doesn't win you championships ultimately, but it does get you there. Um, defense not winning you championships shows in 2016 when they, that Cavs team won. I know they played better in the playoffs than they did in the regular season on defense, but anyway. On to the next one. Lakers over the Clippers. That's so surprising, Eric. Oh, wait. I believe I honestly don't remember what you said, but I believe I know someone who said preseason the Lakers are better than the Clippers. Forget the ESPN hype. Forget the stupid Stephen A. takes. That person was me. I'm not right about a lot of things, but I was spot on with this one. The Lakers have so much more championship experience, which seems so insignificant, especially if, you know, they were just a role player on that team. But the amount of players on their teams, on their team that have been to a NBA championship game is outstanding. And I'm counting Bookie Cousins in that. He sits on the bench and he's in he is into the game, helping young guys out. That is important. And the icing on the cake of all of this, they have one of the best duos in NBA history to ever play together. Oh, you can't say that. There's been tons. No. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are a different monster that the league has never been able to f- – never had to face before. And the craziest thing is, is one of those guys is 34, and he's still playing like the best player in the league at 34. It's crazy. I, I don't see a way that the Clippers could beat the Lakers. And a seven-game series. Agree or disagree? No, at this point, I do agree. I don't think the Clippers can win, but at the same time, the Clippers have a hell of a good team too. They they lack they're they're a strange team. 
and the fact that, you know, one of their top scorers outside the big two, you know, Montrez, and they, they start Zubach for 12 minutes. He looks amazing, and then he's on the bench for the rest of the game. Like, they're, they're a very odd team, but it, it's working. And I do think they're going to push the Lakers. There's no doubt about it. But what I couldn't foresee with the Lakers when the season started was the, the play of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Th- those guys are playing fantastic right now, and you have to watch the game. It's not in the box score. Nobody's allowed in the paint against L.A. Nobody. And then KCP's playing some ball right now. I hate Rondo, but I'm sure oh. LeBron's going to turn up the, the heat in the playoffs. And, you know, LeBron. what LeBron does is a testament to hard work and fitness. I mean, that dude dedicates his life to fitness and he's you know he's ancient and he looks like he's 25 so i hate to beat the drum on that but it's just that's just that's what is the difference i mean that's the difference that's why carmelo's you know losing i'm not carmelo was never as good as lebron ever so it's not like oh fitness was the difference but i'm just saying that's why some guys are 40 and you know, still doing things, and that's why some guys are chilling, you know, on the couch talking about how they used to do things. So, yeah. LeBron is just is an animal. Yeah, he's a different. He's, a, he's a different beast, and follow him. It on doesn't it, look on like he's gonna media. slow down. No, it doesn't look like he's gonna slow down. At I love LeBron. Time soon. Oh, best player to ever play. He's the goat. Um, yep. The third and final thing, and the most surprising uh, things that happened this season, are TT and BI. And Eric, that stands for Tristan Thompson and Brandon Ingram. Man, oh man, have they been fun to watch this year. In the past, Brandon Ingram's been, come on, we know you have it in you, but you're being passive with it, and you're not attacking like you can. You're not shooting it super well. And this year, he's just, hold my jock, guys. I got you. (laughs) And right now, on this Pelicans team, I would say Zion, uh, this is going to change shortly. But right now, he's the fourth most important player on that team. Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Drew Holiday are all way more important. A lot, way more important to Zion right now. And Drew something Holiday I noticed last night is, did you notice where Zion was introduced? This is a big deal. Everyone that's been to an NBA game or has played 2K knows that the best player is introduced last, and second best player is introduced fourth. You know, he was introduced yeah. second. That's big by the Pelicans. And two, for Lonzo and Ingram and Drew Holiday. Because the Pelicans are not putting any pressure on Zion saying, hey, you're the guy. This is your team. You know, LeBron's first game, they were like, and from Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary, LeBron James. His first game in, at home. You know, his first game ever, came out with a triple-double, GOAT. Zion couldn't do that. Huh? But anyway, they didn't put any pressure or extra pressure on him. He's already got the pressure of the world on him. Zion is a great kid. He has he I he's very LeBron esque in the way he handles himself. 
He's not LeBron-esque in the way he plays. I hated that we used to see that in college. Like, next LeBron. No, the dude couldn't pass it into a wall. He's a terrible passer. Doesn't see the game as a passer like LeBron does. I mean, most people don't, but he's not even close. Whether he'll ever get there is doubtful. Um, but th- this is all Zion talk. We'll get there later. Scratch everything I just said. But Brandon Ingram is is a dude this year. I mean, outside of Drew Holiday, he's been absolutely the only thing that the Pelicans have had positive. For some reason, I do not know what's going on with Lonzo Ball. He looked pretty good last night, but I am the biggest Lonzo Ball fan, and I was all over him when he got drafted. He's the net. He's going to be great. I still think he can be great, but he's just not performed like you would have hoped. And then Tristan Thompson, I. Garland and Sexton have been awesome to watch, obviously. And Kevin Love is, you know, a top NBA talent hidden forever by injuries and losing weight and then getting weaker. God, Kevin, please get fat again. (laughs) Tristan Thompson has been fun to watch. He's uh, Cavs fans have watched him grow from an 18-year-old twig to now 28-year-old, I believe. Close to that, 27. 28-year-old man who dominates the paint. He looks so uncoordinated. He looks so uh, just like new to basketball every time he dribbles a ball that it terrifies me to my very core. And his baby hook is so hideous, but it's so automatic. I don't understand. But I, th- I, I don't know who I would have for front runner for most improved player. Who would you have or another player that I didn't mention? Well, just on statistics alone, you about you about have to go with Ingram. But I will say one of the biggest surprises this season is the emergence of Miami Heat. And the one guy that's holding down the fort for them is Bam Adebayo. He's pretty much doubled his numbers across the board this year. He's averaging uh, – Yeah, he's averaging like 15 and 10 and almost two blocks, I believe. And if you watch the game, he's, he's almost like Ben Wallace 2.0. He's scrapping. He's – He's just he's just an animal. I love watching the guy and just Miami in general. I didn't think that they had the goods. They have the goods, people. Tune into one game. They're tough. They they're kinda of a little bit up and down. But Tyler Harrow is, is much better than I thought he was gonna be. I'm not I think none's overrated, but he's he's good. I mean you can tell he's good, but uh just just tune in one time and you'll see and Jimmy, as annoying as Jimmy is, old Butler can play ball. That dude is an animal, but uh, I definitely don't think they stay at second in the rankings. But they are talented. Yeah, and I think as far as um, I'd give my most improved to Ingram with a, a close second to Adebayo, Thompson. Now he is playing good, but he's basically doing. If you look at the rate statistics, he's doing basically the same thing he always does. Just the minutes are up. Um, and he he's a hell of a good player. And he, you know, honorable mention Jalen Brown. Devontae Graham, um, that's all I can really think of as far as that goes. And that, before we get to the next segment, I heard you taking a victory lap earlier for the Lakers. I want to take a victory lap. I did say Toronto was going to win a ton of games and finish top two in the East. And those guys are always hurt. They they, they have half their team hurt, and they're still winning games. And I believe they're second or third in the East right now with – a skeleton crew there. All they had for a while was Fred Van Fleet. And then, and then what's his face? Norm Powell. 
And Norm Powell just starts going off. And what it is with Toronto, okay, everybody thought it was Kawhi Leonard. It's that damn coach, Nick Nurse. Like, beginning of the season, um, that I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody that was thought to have a big role that didn't even get off the bench. And they asked him why, and he didn't beat around the bush. He straight up said he doesn't play hard. That's They demand that in Toronto, and that's why they win all those games. You watch them. They play their asses off in Toronto. And I just – I really love yeah. their culture. It's almost like they build a – like a college-style culture – up there in Toronto. Like, whoever comes in there, we're going to win some damn games, and that's what they do. So, just a little shout-out to Toronto there. Before we move on to the next segment, I also think most surprising thing from this season, Hawks being worst team in the NBA, that that yeah. caught me off guard. Defense. And the fact that they're the worst team in the NBA, but they're seven games out of, I don't know, they have ten more losses, but win-wise – you know, they're seven away from the eighth seed and the Eastern Conference playoffs, which is just – the East is bad, folks, and I don't think whoever gets out of the East – actually, we're going to save that because I have that in a little bit coming up. Why Why is Let's the East take... so bad? I mean, 20 years of shit. I don't understand it. But that's another topic. Because we, another... we only have legal marijuana in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> that's As funny. Why. And then all the Ohio people are like – blocking there like it's moses just part of the sea yeah so i know someone <laughs> i know someone that uh is uh, i gotta do this without giving shit away i feel like i'm burt kreischer the comedian <laughs> that always gives shit away on podcasts like i'm not gonna say who it is but his name yeah. is Brad Pitt. his pop oh, but, his uh, pop's good too i know someone that i love that one uh, yeah. Tom Skier is my favorite. Dry comic. Two birds, one Tom, or whatever it's called. Two bears, one cave. Yeah. <laughs> close enough. Um, yeah. Anyway, I know a doctor that nobody here listening knows. So they had per- they had this person on a prescription pill. They're more of a holistic doctor. And they said, well, you can always drive up to Michigan and see what the doctors up there say. And just kind of like stared at the patient the patient wasn't getting it basically you know saying marijuana and yeah so if, if I, any boomers listen to this i apologize i doubt they do i don't know any old people that listen to podcasts other than eric he's only seven john kaufman <laughs> oh john he didn't have to do you like that i'm recording with john later he's gonna he's gonna beat your bet for that but anyway it there is literally outside of the smoking, but we smoke cigarettes, so don't give me that shit. There's nothing bad about marijuana. If you're gonna drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes legally, you can't tell me that marijuana is not legal. Now I know all of you out there are gonna say, oh, "Okay, so the host of the podcast is a pothead." I've, I'll swear on anything right now. I have never smoked marijuana. If it became legal, it'd be a different story. Nerd. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if he's staring at a lava lamp. No, but, like, the fact that people think, you know, it makes you a stoner, it makes you unproductive, it makes you lazy. Like, that's all false. Doctors, Harvard doctors, Yale doctors, Stanford doctors, all these doctors are coming together with reports that are like, yeah, this stuff can cure a lot of things. You know, seizures, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, like, pain relief, sleep. I'm not even looking at, like, the list of what it does good. I'm just like, 
what I'm trying to say, Ohioans, vote yes next time it's legal. I voted yes on the ballot. Like, hell yeah. Everyone would be more happy. I went out to Colorado for spring break this year. Everyone was so nice. I was in downtown Denver. It's way busier than Cleveland. And everyone was like, just so happy. And that's not <laughs> all attributed to marijuana. But like, it's not like everyone out there just smokes because it's legal. But like, you go to downtown Cleveland, everyone like, get the fuck out of my way. Oh, like, <laughs> I, I don't see any side effects for marijuana because if you're going to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol, marijuana is a better solution. But. Well, there there is a counterpoint. There, there. Trust me, there are side effects. But the thing is, prohibition is is not how you solve a problem. And then if if you're gonna allow, you know, honestly, let's let's come up with a top five list of all the worst things I've done in my life. Every one of them started with Jose Cuervo, and like, yeah. So if that's gonna be legal, legal. Ten rounds of Jose. Yeah. And I'm not too much of anything is too much of anything. That take that to the bank. That's like words to live oh, your life by so even if even if marijuana has good qualities there's like if you're if you won't even go to the grocery store because you're not high like you are a pothead and you need to assess that but uh yeah it it's yeah that's it, just an it addiction, has its positive you can be addicted to anything yeah you can get a physical addiction addiction to marijuana but it's it's really hard i think it's the problem that voters have is it is hard on the youth if they get in a cycle of being a stoner it it has negative effects on the youth like the i think an older person that's already found themselves and you know their compass in life no trouble at all like it's i think people worry about the youth and they're very conservative and they see it as a yeah reefer madness i don't know if you've ever seen reefer madness but if you were like 30 years old when that film came out you probably would have been scarred for life because you didn't know what it was and they literally put out a propaganda film to scare the shit out of you and every boomer saw that film every one of them yeah yeah it, but, it, i know that like obviously not everything about marijuana is great for you obviously it can impair your judgment and if you drive while impaired that's a bad thing but here's the thing i could make a notebook full of people I know that have dr drove drunk, which no. from every report I've read, every person I've talked to that smoked marijuana has said being drunk is significantly more hard to operate normally than marijuana. So that's, yeah, I don't know, that's that's a story for another pod. Eric and I just need to start a, a podcast about life, anything under the sun. That would be fun. Yeah. We could that that could cover that could be a ten part series. We could talk about you know that could go deep on that one. But I'll talk to you after this. We could I'm even actually, bring in every stoner we know as guest. I'm It'd actually talking to someone right now about doing a podcast like that, so I'll talk to you after this real quick. Okay. Because that actually sounds. If you get Bert Crasher on, make sure you get me on. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> on to our poll party, which will not have any marijuana at it. Only Jose. Cuervo. Yeah. First poll that you guys answered. Would you rather eat poop that tastes like pudding or pudding that tastes like poop? Guys, this is very deep. This says a lot about you as a human <laughs> being. Um, 55% of you. Only 55! This scares the shit out of me. Dun-dun-dun. 55% um, of you said, I'd rather eat chocolate pudding that tastes like crap. That's the right answer. Because if you eat shit that tastes good, you still got a chance to get sick. And it's poop. But 
It scares me that only 55% of you said that. Ow. Eric, yeah, I don't know where don't. you sit on this, but I completely agree with eat the chocolate pudding that tastes like poo. Yeah, a lot of people don't really understand science because they didn't pay attention in high school because they were probably stoned. But uh, anybody that <laughs> understands science, yeah, anybody that understands science would choose the pudding option. And this question kind of has the vibe of that jelly belly test where you <laughs> eat the jelly belly that tastes like terrible oh, things. Oh, yeah, that's a this fun game. Of, yeah, I love that. One? And you know what you do when you play that game? No matter which one you get, act like it's the one that tastes good. People get pissed after like 10 of them. Like, oh, yeah, like and candy. if you eat, yeah. <laughs> so there's two of each. I, I did that with someone, and they ate the bad one, but made a kept a straight face. So I got the good one. It was supposed to be like buttery popcorn. I'm like, okay, I can handle that. It was like dirty socks or some shit, and I threw up because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Like if you're they're expecting bad. it, you they're can really kind of. Oh, they're so bad. I don't want to know what they might put a little bit of poop in there. But <laughs> good job, the U55%. The other 45. I hope you're just trolling us. Second question. This is important. Best on-the-go coffee out of Dunkin', McDonald's, Starbucks, or a gas station? We had a couple people vote gas station. I That's not coffee at that point. That's NASCAR coffee. <laughs> but uh, Dunkin' won single-handedly easy. I don't disagree with that. I McDonald's coffee is fantastic in my opinion if I have to drink something on the go. Now, if I make coffee at my house – I do the I do the French press pour over. I'm bougie like that, but oh, I do I buy the Dunkin'. That. I do buy the Dunkin' bags sometimes. Yeah, I can't drink the shit out of a machine, dude. It tastes like I just smoked a pack of cigarettes. My yeah, lord, I my mom makes beans. coffee darker than night, and I was home all winter break. Oh, Ugh. I still drink only black coffee. I sometimes drink that turmeric coffee, but like right now I'm drinking coffee black. But it's just if you pour, you do a nice pour over. So what's your answer on this question, if you're on the go? Duncan? Mine. The answer to what they said, or what, what would I do? Yeah, what would you do? McDonald's. Oh, God. McDonald's? I saw McDonald's breakfast. Oh, and the fat boy in me goes ape shit, dude. <laughs> McDonald's coffee is fantastic for on the go. I love it. And I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of new to the coffee game. I just got on about three or four years ago. I'm, what? I'd probably go... Yeah, I used, I never was into it, but I I do oolong tea and black tea and uh, milk. You oh, know the uh, I didn't know that. I drink I do that. I have this whole like mixing thing for my matcha green tea. It's like this cauldron. It's like it's pretty hardcore. But when I go coffee, I go Starbucks and like at home I make I buy my beans up at Collins Fine Foods and then I uh, I use monk fruit sweetener with a little bit of oat milk and I swish it up with that little swisher thing to make it frothy like it's pretty mm -hmm. intense yeah yeah i'm not i don't roast i don't roast or grind my own beans yet i hope to get there eventually i heard it just makes i'd it like to roast i don't roast but. does grinding the coffee make that have you had coffee out of a machine yeah i think um i do think it's better but i think it's incremental and i think it's not the end all not be all and it yeah, as long as you get a you know a decent, but as long as you're not buying the crap brands, you know, the the pre ground is just fine. It's the same product. It's just they they already did it. Yeah, they're the best coffee I ever had in my life. I'll keep this short, but there's a restaurant in Fort Wayne, I believe it's a uh, oh Ethiopian. 
restaurant. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you go in there and they have this whole coffee ceremony and they actually have a wood fire in the damn building and they roast the beans like 10 feet from your table. So you're sitting there smelling roasted coffee on the fire while you're sitting there eating this strange bread and like, I don't know what it is, but you go in there and you just feel so good about it. And then they serve you that coffee that they just roasted right there as the whole place smells like roasted beans. So if you ever, I believe it's an Ethiopian place, but I, I imagine anywhere in the country you go to an Ethiopian place, they'll do it. It's called like the coffee ceremony or something. Check it out if you're into that sort of weird stuff. So you want to know something crazy. I actually listened to a Joe Rogan podcast all about coffee. And, you know, Ethiopian coffee is like, when you get into the coffee game, that's like, oh, it's from Ethiopia. Well, that's where coffee was originated from. That's like the only beans in the world. And they, I'm going to botch this, but basically, this is basically the point. Beans in Ethiopia, they're like, if you go up to a farmer, they're usually doing like, three to five different kinds of beans. If you go anywhere else in the world, Colombia, who you know, stole the business of Ethiopia. Like, Ethiopians hate Colombians now. But if you go to <laughs> Colombia, a farmer that oh, – I forget what his name is. I know. It's Jose something. I think it starts with an A. He's like the coffee guy in Colombia. He's the one that started all this. He would have – I mean, so much land that you couldn't even think of it. I mean, he's the one of the – he is like the – one of the biggest farmers in Colombia. He was growing one bean because the diversity can only be there in Ethiopia. I can't remember what the guy said, but oh, it's a crazy. It's crazy if you look at the history of coffee. It's like I need to look into that. Oh, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. And Well, you know they Go ahead. The the Turkish people fought wars over coffee. Yeah. Cuz it was so important in the Middle East and the in Eastern Europe in the middle ages people there was folklore about coffee like if you could get a bag of coffee you'd kill a man like straight up yeah coffee is <laughs> coffee's a delicacy i love it the third yep. and final question of the poll this one was important best movie series out of the four now i'm sure there are people oh give me the godfather well we went with avengers star wars Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter. They all have a similar theme. If you can't figure out that theme, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to help you out there. Avengers barely edged out Star Wars. Oh, I thought the Avengers would absolutely smash Star Wars, but you old folks, Eric and John and the rest, probably voted Star Wars. But Avengers won 34% to 32%. The other two were significantly lower, like in the 10s and 15s. But The Avengers is a fantastic, fantastic movie series. I highly recommend it. As you guys that listen know, I've never watched Star Wars. I said I would over break, and I didn't. But, yeah, I'm a a big Avengers fan. I'm glad they won. Well, Avengers are... They're damn good movies. I voted Star Wars. Um, I think some of what happens with Star Wars is they were revolutionaries. Like when that when Star Wars Episode um, Four came out in 1978, they changed the game. They invented techniques for cinema, cinematography. Like so, when people went to that, they came out thinking like a new religion was just formed. And that, part of the folklore around it is, has to do with that because they changed the game. The actual films. Very solid, you know, classic storyline, good versus evil, 
you know, and then they try to blur the lines. And at some point you can picture yourself even being evil because you want to save somebody. So you learn the dark force and you know what I mean? So people buy into that story. Avengers is, is fantastic as well. I voted star Wars, but now Marvel as a whole, I think it's getting a little watered down, but the actual Avengers and the uh, guardians of the galaxy, that is just the shit. I love guardians, but yeah, that's, that's kind of that's a different my favorite one. I'm actually Dude, so good. So good. Rocking a Guardians of the Galaxy t shirt as I sit here doing this. Really? I am Groot. It's 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 normal Groot. It's not teen or baby Groot. Well but every I... character in that is is just a classic character. Every character. Yeah. In the um, Bautista does a fantastic job in that. It's uh, it's yeah. really just becoming a thing where if you're a, a wrestler, you're expected to become a great actor afterwards. Dwayne Johnson, yeah. I mean, he's taking over the cinematic world if he already. He's has good. It. I hate Jumanji though. Hate it. What? Do you dude, not Jumanji like comedy? Is, it is so corny, dude. It is so corny. That's the. Po- I was never yeah, okay. a Dumb and Dumber guy. No. Like I've always no. had strange taste in comedy. I like dry humor. I don't Here's like the thing. 12-year-old humor. Eric, I'm not trying to be mean, but if you don't appreciate a movie with Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and Dwayne Johnson, you, you, you're you're irrelevant. You're, you're, Too many chefs. Your opinion is irrelevant. You know what? If I'm getting a damn five-course meal, I'd like the goddamn <laughs> five best chefs I can get. Hey, no. I am Jack Ooh. Black's number one Ooh. fan, dude. I, I love Jack Black. I even like Nacho Libre. But Jumanji's trash. Trash. You got any trash sound effects? And today's assignment is kick some ass <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> anyway, um, I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. But last movie thing, and we'll get right back in the NBA. Doolittle. I'm about to go see it tomorrow. Oh, my gosh, am I excited. Robert Downey Jr. is freaking fantastic. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. But. Anyway, back to the good stuff. We're gonna we're gonna sprint through this one. We get two minutes each because neither of us really love predictions. Want to keep it quick, and I want to move on to Zion real quick before we get out of here, so you can go cook for your mother. What a sweet little boy! But yep. predictions for how we see the NBA playoffs panning out. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet on the West. I got the Lakers winning it all. Either the Clippers or the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, it, I don't know which one, but I, the Lakers, I have no reason to doubt them. Keep that short. Move on to the East. I don't trust the Bucks. I think the Sixers are going to fi- figure it out. They're in sixth place right now, but it's like a game. It's like a, a game. One game determines two through six. That's irrelevant. Sixers are good. They have a clunky way of playing offense. It's going to be hard to guard. It's going to be hard for Giannis to score on them because of how big he is. And I'm going to give you a little dark horse. I really like the Indianapolis Pacers. I love Miles Turner. I love DeMontis Sabonis. I just love good team basketball, what the Raptors are, what the Pacers are. And Victor's back in a week, baby. We haven't seen Oladipo play in a long time. People, If he can come back as explosive he is, which is a big if, they're going to be very good. And that'll be my dark horse team that might sneak out of the East. But matchup-wise, it's going to be hard for them. I don't see how they match up with Giannis. I don't know who can guard him. If I were the Pacers, I'd say F it, run a zone the whole time. But 
NBA, it's like we have to run man. We're, we can't keep up with him, but we're going to run man anyway. But, yeah, that's Lakers win. I'm going to say Lakers, Sixers still. I'm still on that bandwagon. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and just – I'm not going to bury the lead. I think the Lakers are the favorites. Uh, I've watched how many Lakers games now, and they're they're dominant even when they're coasting. That the addition of AD can't be understated. Uh, to stay in the West, I will. I want to. I don't think they're contenders, but I want to give a shout out to Quinn Snyder. Uh, I think he's probably one of the top five coaches in the NBA right now. The Jazz roster is it's solid. That's about it. But they are thirty-one and thirteen, so it's got to be the man at the top. Would be my assumption. He. I always liked him in college too. Missouri. Um, I'm going to throw some shade on your, your boys, the Rockets. I do not like that squad. I don't like them. Uh, I don't need to elaborate. I'm, I have a long standing tradition of hating on Russell. And I'm not like Cowherd where I'm taking a problem with man. I think he plays hard and everything else. I just personally, I think if you can't shoot, you shouldn't shoot a lot. And so that, that's my take there. But I'm going to say Lakers, Clippers, Western Conference final for the West. Go with the Lakers in six. Patrick Beverly probably starts at least six fights. And in the East, obviously the Bucks are your favorites. I'm going to put them in the Eastern Finals. And I'll, I'll piggyback on what uh, Chandler was saying about the Pacers. That is a hell of a good squad. They're, they're rolling twin towers down low. Nobody's really dominant. And uh, they saw, you know, Brogdon seems like he can't ever stay healthy. He came out the gate on fire. But he is a great addition to that team, and it's going to be interesting to see how him and Oladipo play off of each other. Uh, even Warren plays some ball. Like I kind of like Warren. He's nothing special, but he's he's solid. But uh, I'm kind of just rambling here. I as much lo- as much as I love the Heat, I don't think they're contenders. My dark horse, since we're throwing dark horse, well the Sixers, they're an obvious dark horse, and I do think that they're so talented. That they're only they're one of those teams that is only judged by the playoffs. I know they're down in the sixth seed right now, but I only judge them off the playoffs. So if they write the ship, which I will not be surprised about, they have outstanding on paper defensive unit and outstanding just all around roster. But I'm gonna say a dark horse. I'm gonna piggyback on my love from earlier on the Raptors. I love the Raptors. I think Siakam's taking the next step. He was hurt there for a while. Old Fred playing Fleet. And Lowry shoot like 22% and somehow score like 40 points every night together. I don't know how they do it, but they're effective. And those boys play hard. They play D. I'm going to go with Bucks over Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. If it shakes out that way, they may have to play each other before then. It just depends. But, uh, well, probably not. Probably not. So that's where I'm going. Then I'm going Lakers over the Bucks. And that's kind of chalk. I'm sorry for the chalk, but it's the way I see it. If I thought it some other way, I would call it another way. I think Raptors have a chance, though. Yeah. That's that's my take. I love the Raptors. I'm just a fanboy. Very interesting. That's that's a good team to be a fanboy of, I would agree. They play hard. That's what I like. They do. Well, it's getting time to for you to get off. So we're going to do uh, a quick Zion's NBA debut, then go on to trivia real quick. Keep it short and sweet because ESPN can't go five minutes without talking about Zion anyway. 
So I'm sure you've heard enough. When he was drafted, he knew his weak spot was his shooting. He worked on it while he was injured. He looked good last night. He's still not a good shooter. His form's terrible. It's not going to last in the league. They were sitting 10 feet off of him. But it is encouraging to see that he will shoot if you dare him to shoot. And he knocked him down last night. Still too big in my opinion. Just like Nikola Jokic has the potential to be the best player in the league. But he never will be because he's not in good shape. And they have all the tools to be in shape, and they still refuse to do it. So I think Zion's career is going to be very short if he's this big. That's my that's my quick segment. Yeah, I'll keep mine short. He he basically didn't play well, and then all of a sudden he had an outburst, which shows you what he's capable of. And I do think the Pelicans in general are heading in the right direction. I, I, I like that squad. I can't wait. Just in general, I'm, I'm a fan. I can't wait to watch and see where he goes from here. I can't wait till the minutes cap is lifted. Because there was a clear cap last night. He came out in crunch time. So, there's big things to come. He, he does need to get in better shape. That's just, it is what it is. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's Barkley. I don't know. But, that's yeah. the way I think, he, I think he's a dominant force. And I, I really don't know what to predict on him because he's such a unicorn. So I just can't wait to see the unicorn, you know, running around the court. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Zion Williamson back. 17 points in the fourth quarter straight. Very interesting. But yeah. to wrap it up, NBA trivia. Eric, are you ready to go 0 for 5? Huh, we'll see. These are hard questions. I love trivia. All right. The first question, cue the music if I got it right later. Um, who was guarding Jordan on the Cavs when he hit the shot? A, Mark Price, B, Craig Elo, C, Larry Nance Sr., or D, Brad Doherty? That's uh, B, Craig Elo. All right, so you got one right. Think you're hot shit now? I knew that one. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a classic moment. This one gets a little bit harder. Who has the fastest time in the NBA All-Star Skills Challenge? A. Steve Nash. B. Derrick Rose. C. Darren Williams. Or D. Jason White Chocolate Williams. Okay, I do not know the answer to this one, so I have yeah, to so use deductive reasoning. Through. Yeah, deductive reasoning will go. Um, they put some obvious names on the board. Like Nash, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. So I would I almost exclude him for that reason because he, I, he seems I came like up with these. Oh, okay. Well, I know you have the mind of a test creator. So the the test creator would I was gonna go with either no. of them. I would say he looks like filler to me, like a like a a prop. For the to hide the correct answer. Okay. I think one of these things does not belong here as far as like the greatness. So I'm just gonna go D White Chocolate Williams just because he stands out. He he was a hell of a player, but he was not at the level of these other three. So he just kinda stands out. And he did have some quick hands and he was quick. So your D, answer of Jason D, White Chocolate is incorrect. Damn. It was actually Chandler's first favorite NBA player, Darren Williams. 
Oh my, he was good. Yeah. Then he went to shit. Yeah, when uh, he was the first player I had a poster of. I asked for a jersey, didn't get it. That was back when you had to you, actually buy legitimate jerseys. You remember that college jerseys. team he was on? I love that team. Eric, you that I'm old? I'm 22. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. I'll I was let like you look eight it up. when I fell in love with him in the NBA. Oh shit. I used to be hardcore in the college ball, but that's a different pod. When you get old, you only have time for a certain amount of things, and I chose to watch the adults play. Yeah, I'm not a huge college sports fan either. But It's exciting. It's just you seriously cannot be a fan of everything. It's just you cannot. No. If you are, Those then you probably you- aren't a very good husband or whatever. Those years in Utah were very exciting to say the very Oh, yeah. When he came out, he was just a beast. I could be wrong, but I think I've heard people try to pronounce it Duran, and I'm almost 99% sure it's Darren. So if you're it's one of Darren. Those people, if you're one of those people saying Duran, stop. Shit drives me. And you can always look on basketball reference. They do break it down in, like, the dictionary format. What's that format called? Uh, there's a certain name for it, how you pronounce things. Yeah. It's if you ever wonder how to pronounce anybody's name, go to basketball or baseball or football reference. They all have it. We are not sponsored by them. That'd be no. Cool. Um, yeah. All right, here's another hard one. Who had the most turnovers of these four in their careers? A. Michael Jordan. B. Kobe Bryant. Sir C. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Or D. Carl Postman Malone. Mailman Malone. Man, turnovers is a tough one. I'm just going to say... Give me Kobe Bryant. Just because... That is honestly who I thought it was going to be when I first looked up this question. The answer is D, Carl Malone. Jeez. That's, you can that attribute that to his 20 years of play and for, John Stockton force-feeding him the ball. But, yeah. Yeah. Plus, he always went in the face. Like he would, he wasn't really a known passer, so he would he'd get double teams and still try to go into it. Yeah, and Carl Malone, the the great, the up and under. But on to an, another question involving Michael Jordan, the second best player. I'm not in doing the well. History. No, you're not. I I I've honestly tried to make this so you'd fail, but you beat me the last time we did this. <laughs> so I won't even try to hide it. MJ once said, this player defends him better than anyone. Now, the, the I did, this was a trivia question given to me. They made it way too damn easy, so I made it harder. A, Joe of the Bad Boys, Dumars, Gary, I'm giving them nicknames myself now, Big Mouth Peyton, Larry, the cable guy looking bird, or Kobe Bryant. Well... Probably the, as far as I know, probably the best defender on that list, Peyton. But he played the point, usually, so he probably would have been guarding Kerr and Armstrong, or they might have put him on. I'll help um, you out a little bit. He did. He did guard MJ. Peyton did. He did. He did. I guess he was pretty big. Yeah. I think um. Six foot. Six foot. But if MJ's being interviewed, he probably has the best memory. From his failures and 
The only time MJ was really at his height and he got defeated was by the Pistons. I think in like 82, 83, or not, that's way off, way off. Whatever year, the the year, the two years before his first title, the Pistons beat his ass. 80, like 83 through 85-ish. Yeah. No. No, 87 yeah. probably, 88. Yeah. 80. Even 80, I, I'm not sure the years, but whenever his first title was, the two years before that, that's when the Pistons were the boss hogs of the NBA. Everybody wanted to be like them. They had... You know, I'm gonna go with Dumars just off that logic of MJ remembering failure. And you'd be correct. Yeah, it was Joe Dumars. That was that was Old an impressive, Joe. impressive way to break it down. Gary Payton, um, yeah, he used to hound Michael Jordan. I this is off the top of my head. I think Gary Payton held Michael Jordan to his worst career series ever, though. Think, or well, I should have known that playoffs. because I was a Sonics fan, but I was young. Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure he did. I know this is going to be way off. It was either him or Hardaway. I don't remember who it was. I'll have to look it up after this. But, yeah, there was a whole documentary on it somewhere that I watched. The fifth and final question. This one's a little easier, a little harder. I don't know. how. You, it just depends. Who made the basket? from a Larry Bird pass after he stole it and the Detroit Pistons win against the 87 Conference Finals. If I'm assuming you know the steal I'm talking about. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, he makes a basket, he fakes like he's going to run back down the court, turns around, steals the inbounds pass, passes it to a player who then makes a layup and a win and in I, the Conference Finals. And I believe that was... You're gonna answer. A couple seconds left, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Is there A. Dennis Johnson, B. Danny Ainge, C. Kevin McHale, great player, D. Robert Parrish. Um, I know the play. I don't know the answer, but I, I think, just I've seen the play a bunch of times, and. I believe it was Ainge. I just, I, for some reason, my head remembers that little floppy hair shooting that. It might have even been a left hand layup. Um, I can't. I don't know. I don't have a vivid memory of it. This is just a vague memory. I think it was Ainge with a lefty layup with a floppy head of blonde hair. <laughs> That's what I remember. Well, right? your memory has served you incorrectly. Damn it! <laughs> I, to be honest, now when I replayed this in my head before I looked up the answer, and uh-huh. take this as you will, this is not racist. I, I went in my head and I said, he passed it to a white guy and he shot it. He shot a layup, and I honestly thought I remembered the floppy hair too. Now, to be yeah. honest, I've watched the Lakers versus Celtics documentary, and Danny Ainge is a huge piece of that because you know he's one of the. He's a big part of the NBA now, so they obviously include him in that a lot. Yeah. He had no, the funniest it was Dennis jump Johnson. Shot. Yeah, was it really? Ugly. Yeah, it was Dennis Johnson. Yeah. It's called well, their he was a good play. player, too. They both knew it was going to come, too. And I figured it had to be a guard just because, you know, they're guarding the yeah. inbounds. Yeah, that was, that was a good way to break it down, though. But, yeah, that's I, – I know that was – we we went off tangent a little bit, oh, a couple times, but 
I always feel that makes for a better episode anyway than just talking all in a little mind. That's what the people want. Yeah, that's what, well, well, I guess we'll see if that's what they want, if they listen to the episode after this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. You have anything else to add, Eric? Not off the top of my head. I'm just glad to be back on the pod, and I think if you haven't, if you've been sleeping on the NBA, I think it's time to get back in. I think it's it's pretty wide open, despite the Lakers being the favorites. And yeah, I don't care what people say about the NBA. There, there's a lot of blanket statements made about the NBA about how they don't play hard, etc. The guys play hard. Trust me. If you really dig in and watch the shit. These guys are playing hard. Do they turn it up in the playoffs? Yeah, but that's human nature. They turn it up in March Madness, too. It's not like it's exclusive to college playoff format, somebody playing harder. Like, the guys that don't play hard find the bench in the NBA. Believe that. But uh, just in general, I think we're, we're going to have an epic playoffs. I think it's going to be epic. At least that's my hope. The Western Conference, I think it's going to be a, a battle. And the Lakers are good, but they're not the best offensive team in the in the world. They're top 10 or top 5 even, but they're not the best. So that's going to give these other teams a puncher's, puncher's chance. And we're going to see some really tough, tough games. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I agree. Western Conference Finals is going to be fun to watch. Um, Yeah, that's it. As always, record the pod. Find us on social media. Reach out to us. I mean, download the pod. Good Lord. I'm getting hungry. But, yeah, thank you for listening.